This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm tired of pussyfooting around with the terrorists. I'm tired of being politically correct. It is time to eradicate Hamas. Congressman Mark Alford on our news partners, ABC 17, last night. Some reaction from uh, elected servants in the state of Missouri. Cori Bush, she's getting a lot of fire. Uh, she And is consistent with her. Uh, she says uh, violations of human rights do not justify more violations of human rights is what she is saying is that Israel should not be defending themselves. And that's true with Cori Bush. Think about Cori Bush when people go looting and shooting. She doesn't want those people to be arrested. She doesn't want people protecting themselves or or uh, or, or taking care of things. She is completely against that. That is par for the course, says the woman who hires security, while she also says defund the police. So that's the mindset of Cori Bush. Pretty much everybody else is like, yeah, uh, this is insane. And I'm glad you're here because I want to highlight. We had Adam Schwadron on right at this time yesterday morning. He is a state representative, a Republican, St. Charles area. He is Jewish. He joined us on the show to give us his point of view from a personal point of view, from a geopolitical point of view, and from a Missourian point of view. And I thought, uh, to me, this was the most, because he, in my mind, he said it all in one minute. And I want you to hear this here, and I hope you will share it and let people know. Hey, I was listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and this lawmaker, Adam Schwadron, like he explained succinctly and very clearly why this matters. Because, And I'm guilty of this sometimes, too, and I'll always fess up to Hannah. I'm like, Hannah, sometimes, you know, like, if it doesn't get in my way, you know, personally, not professionally. <laughs> If it doesn't get in my way, I don't care. As a matter of fact, her fiance yesterday, I'm asking him yesterday, I'm not happy about the prospect of having to wear sh- shoes for the wedding when it comes up. Yeah, you're really bent out of shape about this, and I feel like it's a very minor detail. Good. And I, I hope it is, because here's the thing. It's, it's going to be your day, and you know, and it might be cold because it's Black Friday. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving, so it might be really cold that day. But I cannot, for the, I can't, I can't do it, man. I really can't. But I'm asking because it's your day, and I will do that for you. If it's important to you, Hannah, I would do anything. For you, including wearing shoes, but other I asked, than pay my student loan debt, you <laughs> jerk. Well, I might have, I might have to do that anyway too. <laughs> um, Joe needs them votes, man. He's meeting with uh, thirteen other folks today to try to find out. Dang it, how can we cram this thing through? And I, one of the questions we get: Supreme Court said you can't do it. How are they still trying to push us through? They're using a different, different mechanism of the law. Yeah, and actually, Hannah, uh, Joe Biden is helping you with the Inflation uh, Reduction Act because he's he's inflating the currency, so he's inflating away your debt obligation. The dollar's worth less, so that you know it's easier to pay back when it's by dollars. Yeah. Um, you were get you were saying about Adam Schwadron. <laughs> Adam Schwadron. I took the air out of the room. I guess. Uh, sorry, uh, Adam Schwadron. Because and I'm guilty of this. Well, if it doesn't get my way, it, it, I, I, I I don't care. But a lot of things they do um, impact us, whether we realize it or not. There are some consequences, and I'll go back to. And I think we're in a in a great point right now. I'm sorry to see things that are happening on a worldwide level. I'm sorry about your financial situation, and I'm sorry that you have that stress in your head that you're getting paid and you're putting money through this, this, and that, and everything is infinitely more expensive. I'm sorry that these things are happening, and that does get in my way, and I feel bad uh, for that. But I think we're in a wonderful time right now where we can take everything that's happening and we can say this is all without, without being complaining, without banging. We don't have to go Bill Eigel about it. We can point in very factual terms, and we can say it with kindness, and we can be polite because, you know what, whenever we 
I think, whenever we're polite and kind with our message, people pay attention. When you start yelling and banging on the desk and calling, people aren't listening. They're like, oh, I like that guy. He's on fire. He's got passion. But they're not listening. You're talking to the same people. We already have those people. We already have them. I think we can quit talking to the choir here and we can be very polite and factual by pointing out a couple of things here and how these are traceable to the President of the United States of America. For example, the, Af- the Afghanistan um, pullout. He killed some of our service members because he just, him and the people that he hired to work for him and help him with these things, they didn't know what they were doing. And then they said, well, we'll just leave the weapons there because it's cheaper. Those weapons... Uh, are now being used by Hamas to attack Israel. Okay? That's cause and effect. Um, You can look at some of these uh, other things that Joe Biden has done and not done. Uh, For example, I'll go back to the Afghanistan pullout. It's another one. We have on record NATO saying Putin invaded Ukraine because of Joe Biden's perceived weakness on the worldwide stage. This is why. Joe Biden decided to release the $6 billion to Iran. Uh, And because of that, now Iran, who helped Hamas plan this attack on Israel, uh, now they are going to have all this money. And yes, they do not have it yet. Simple analogy here. You you want a billion dollars over the weekend in the Powerball, you got the money. You don't have the check in your bank account yet, but guess what you're doing with the money you do have right now? You're spending it. All of these, in a very factual way, very easily point to the President of the United States. I hope you have this conversation with people that are on the fence about how to vote, and probably not just in presidential elections, but in other stuff. Those are traceable. It's all traceable to Joe, and these are all facts. Uh, thank you. But Adam Schwadron here, mm-hmm. man, hits it out of the park in 60 seconds about why, how this affects us and why we should be paying attention. Uh, where can we find this interview, Houseworth? 939theeagle.com. It's up on the homepage. Uh, and kws.com. I have a picture of the representative on the House floor speaking. It's a file photo. But the full interview is on there uh, about 12 minutes, 41 seconds. You're, you're going to play, though, about a 60-second excerpt. We asked him, why should we be paying attention to this here in mid-Missouri? The reason you need to pay attention to what is happening there is because the United States has recognized Israel as one of its strongest allies in the Middle East. People that want death to Israel, they chant death to Israel, death to Jews. They also chant death to America. That border was one of the most fortified borders always watched. You take a look at our southern border and what's happening happening down there where we can't even build a wall and the people are flooding in. We have no idea who is flooding into America. We could be seeing attacks like this where they're just driving around randomly shooting. We're always told you don't need an AR-15. Well, there may be a time where if they are just driving around the streets of St. Louis and randomly just shooting whomever they see on the street, they could be hiding amongst these people coming across our border and becoming sleeper cells here. So I would say, yes, we do need to care about what's going on there as well as what's going on on our southern border. Mm. 60 seconds. 
Explains why we should be paying attention, even here in Missouri, even the heart of Missouri. Uh, it was a very powerful interview. Um, and again, I encourage people to listen to the full interview. That's uh, That was a very... You really can't cut that sound bite up, that 60 seconds you played, yeah. to get the full context of what he was saying. The I thought C the, word. Uh, context. And, 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 and really background. But the other thing I thought was significant that he mentioned, Brandon, is he mentioned the bipartisan trip that he and five other lawmakers took mm-hmm. in December. And they mentioned, he mentioned this Iron Dome installation. And he mentioned several lawmakers that he, that he um, went along the trip with. And he emphasized, very bipartisan. One of them was Senator Carla May, who listened to our interview last night. And tweet and, and and tweeted at me after after listening to it, and was obviously very complimentary with the, this trip that they they went on. Uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing what she says. Uh, the Senator May, who's a Democrat, by the way, she said that it was barbaric what happened um, in Israel mm-hmm. and uh, hor- horrible, and that she thought the trip was worthwhile. They learned a lot. So, again, this is one of those bipartisan trips. Uh, we talked off air. I d- did not even know they had gone on the trip. Yeah. I don't think most people did. Uh, didn't get a lot of coverage, if at all, at the time. Uh, there may have been other things going on as well, but I did think that that was um, a pretty interesting uh, tweet from Senator May, who, by the way, is running for the U.S. Senate as well. But I encourage people to listen to that interview. And you said bipartisan. It was uh, Senator Rizzo, I think, was yes, listed, was. which is a liberal person, <laughs> definitely. So, um. And I like State Senator Carla May. I got to sit next to her at the governor's uh, prayer breakfast. The governor invited her to be up on stage uh, uh, with him, and we sat right next to each other, and we got to chatting. And she was she reminded me of, of uh, Mrs., uh, uh, Mrs. Bell, which is an actual name of a third grade teacher. It's not just Stephanie Bell, who's back on Friday, but a third grade teacher uh, at Fanning uh, Middle School in St. Louis. And the teacher and she and I would get to talking. And when I say talking, I mean she would get to disciplining me for stuff. <laughs> um, but she 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 would say, oh, honey child. And the Senator Carla May at the governor's prayer, we were talking and she'd go, oh, honey child. Oh, oh that's nice. Child. I love that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, by the way, there is a piece coming out in the Missouri newspaper, and it has to do with child care. And this is something John Marsh and I, we were at this event in Cole County earlier this year. The chamber put on and said, man, this is going to be a burgeoning issue for mid-Missouri. Just mm-hmm. last week, there was a big event. Steve Spellman, who's hanging out with us this morning, has written a piece. should be posted in the next few days. What's what's the big takeaway from your piece that you've written? Yeah, I put that in for the Columbia, Missouri. It should be online uh, tomorrow, probably in print uh, Thursday. But, you know, just observing, uh, you know, this child care crisis, any parent and people familiar, you know, look to uh, hire a daycare and there aren't enough slots and it costs a lot. And you're like, well, geez, we need to do something. And, and the conclusion from politicians and business groups seems to be, well, what kind of subsidy? But it's kind of pushing on the string because who wants to do that work? What Americans, you know, watching your own kid changing their own poopy diapers, Nope. you know, <laughs> you know, runny noses, they don't feel good, they're grumpy. You know, you have love and care of your own kid. But somebody else's kid, that's a hard job. And when you can go 20 bucks an hour at Chick-fil-A or a store and, like, mm, doing that day in, day out, yeah. y- you know, it's tough. So in the labor pool, I've talked to, uh, you know, folks that run daycares, g- good thing. They can't find people, and that's been for many years. The labor pool to do that is, is tough. And, uh, y- you know, the thing is, you know, we're asking, you know, a parent – a lot of parents, like my uh, my cousin, they had their first child in their 30s, and uh, she has a work-from-home job, and she's kind of worked it out. But in the end, you know, she just needs to work for their medical insurance and stuff. But 
at the end of the day, she just wants to be with her baby. And she don't want to go to an office and be away from her baby. She had maternity leave and it's like, I like this. This is this is the best thing I can do in my life. And it gets all political and, and all this. And you know what? If you got gainful employment, you know, you're a, a Stephanie Bell and you're hitting it out of the park and you can afford to, to, to hire daycare. Okay, th- that's fine. That works for your, your priorities and your middle income and it's a stretch. But especially working class folks, you're asking somebody, hey, go work outside uh, the home and go work at an office or a store and hire out to daycare that you it's eating up half of your income like what are you really working for mm-hmm. may and, and i give a few solutions about parents that i talked to that made it work they needed income in the home but they wanted to be with their baby and then they worked it out you know whether they, they watch them and, and you know run daycare watch other people's kids they work from home job you know did other things tag team parent uh just thinking outside the box because not enough Americans want to be daycare workers. And you can subsidize the heck out of it. It's pushing on a string. And you start subsidizing and it means I'm paying for it, right? What People without young kids are subsidizing people with young kids. Mm-hmm. Coming up a few minutes from now, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. And by the way, uh, tag on to what we did yesterday about Hannah's What's Hot with Hannah. Haunt, uh, former a funeral home for sale in Massachusetts. The house being haunted is what people are saying. We've got a couple of listeners that said they they live in a house that's haunted. They're willing to share their stories coming up at 735. But first, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. There's a bit of a moral... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 726, and let me guess what you're about to say. It's Steve's fault. <laughs> Steve, sorry. I don't know what it is. But sorry. <laughs> no, Steve, I'll let you go. See, that's the thing. You know, we're supposed to, you were supposed to do this at this time. We're supposed to do that. But I'm not going to stop when somebody gets passionate about subsidies and child care and things like that. And Steve's on fire. I'm not going to stop. Oh, sorry. We got to go talk about farm animals, Steve. You know what no, I mean? No, but you will blame him after the commercial break for us being like. How often do you actually hit 725? <laughs> Regular listeners know it's always hardy. Uh, uh, all right. Time for what? Throw time? me under the bus. Okay. <laughs> bus driver's gone oh. wild. We covered a story locally a few months ago. John, it was a school bus driver who kicked the kids off the bus, right? After running over a couple mailboxes. Repeatedly running over yeah. the mailboxes. That's a bad day at work. It's also a bad day at work when your kid's bus driver gets busted for drinking on the job. Uh, and oh. the bus driver is a 60-year-old lady who has been driving for this bus company for this local school district in Long Island for 15 years. And everyone loves her. The kids love her. She's known for being super sweet. And yet she got busted for drinking on the job. She was busted drinking a White Claw. Now, she's claiming that she did not know that White Claws had alcohol in them. She thought she was essentially drinking a sparkling water. Like those things Steph drinks all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stephanie likes to drink uh, a brand of water called Liquid Death. And they come in like tall boy cans and if you don't know any better, at first glance, you think she's drinking beer, but really it's just flavored water. Wink. No, no, no <laughs> wink. It truly is just flavored water. So what do you guys think? Do you think she should be let off the hook? Would I? 
Man, you know, that's a tough one. I would think then, because at first that sounds reasonable, because there's another one, and I don't know if it's an energy drink or what, but several years ago, um, when when Trevor was still really young, somebody was drinking NOS, N-O-S, which I guess yeah. is just an energy drink. I think so. Yeah. I would have swore it was booze, and I didn't want them drinking around my kid, and I kind of threw a fit. But yeah, it was just an. Um, but I would think then once you taste it, wouldn't this bus driver have known that it's got mm. booze in it? Well, and the bus driver is also claiming that it says in one place on the can in really small print that it's alcoholic, but the the White Claw logo in big letters says hard seltzer. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Not sleeping up there. I was coming up the steps, and then I felt two hands just. Oh man. People living in haunted houses, not living in a haunted house like that you go and pay money for here during October, John, but like a house <laughs> that's haunted. You know what I mean? We did. By the way, welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Mr. John Marsh. I'm glad you're back, man. Good morning. How are you? We miss you when you're gone, buddy. <laughs> I do. Stephanie's uh, gone. Notice too. he didn't say that he misses I, I, us. I miss, I miss you terribly. Oh, thank you. I miss all y'all when you're not here. Uh, Steph's back on uh, Friday. There's producer Hannah. Hello. Uh, Steve Spellman is hanging out with yeah, us. Yeah, good morning. He's a local dude. Does light. I I cannot find a better word than local activist, and I hate that word because it sounds, <laughs> it sounds commentator, local commentator, Condon. local politics. We should get you to comment about the finalists for the Columbia Police Department's uh, replacement. Uh, we'll see. The, yeah. <laughs> also, I had to laugh because when they first announced that they had some finalists, wasn't there like eight of them? To me, that's not. That's no. not You're a, a semi finalist. That's quarter finalist. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Eight, <laughs> eight is not really narrowing it down that much. We have 187 finalists for this job. We'll talk like about Like a round robin softball tournament. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in. Uh, to, 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 my name is Brandon. Something we can do for you. 874 9390. Every morning, 725 ish, we do something called What's Hot with Hannah. It's just kind of fun little stuff. And yes, it's something you take to work, share with your friends. Yesterday's was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a funeral home that is for sale in Massachusetts, and it was a home that was converted to a funeral home that they are advertising could be turned back into a home. It's three bedrooms, five bathrooms, which is weird. And on the real estate sign that sits in the yard saying that the property is for sale, someone keeps putting up a sign that says probably haunted. And so we had folks, and this is why we love our Wake Up Mid-Missouri family so much. People listen because people just start to, I've, I lived in a house. It was haunted. I've done that. Yeah. And then some of these folks willing to come on and talk about it. Cool. Stephanie is here. Good morning, Stephanie. What town are you in this morning, Steph? Um, I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> All right. I understand. So you, you live or you used to live in a haunted house? Currently. All right. Tell us about that. Um, so we've lived here for about 12 years, and ever since from the very beginning, um, things have been happening, but it's everything. Like, um, we see things move that shouldn't be moving, dogs barking where they shouldn't be, cats watching the walls where there's nothing there, sounds, smells. Um, we've been touched before. <laughs> Just the whole gamut, um, it started out when I was cleaning the house before we moved in and heard a really low growl, which we've seen, um, we have seen orbs. We had a uh, television show actually come to our house because of all the footage that we have. And we have AMPs and photographs and stuff like that. And um, 
actually came out and did a whole thing on our house. And um, we decided not to publish it because it was very obvious that it was our house, even though we were to take down all of our photos during the shooting and everything. And we have children who are very deeply affected by all of this, which is why we did it. We wanted a cleansing. We wanted to find out what was going on. And um, we decided not to have it um, on air because we didn't want our kids to be affected Mm -hmm. by it because, you know, we live in a small town and um, if somebody were to see that and recognize our house, it could come back to our Privacy type thing, yeah. Now, Stephanie, do you know the story behind your house? Like, do you know if something happened? I do, but we didn't know that when we moved in. So um, it used to be a hospice facility like a small hospice facility and my dining room was where they would store the bodies when people would pass away for the coroner to come pick them up and that room is very haunted and um, it's one of those places in the middle of the night you don't even look down the hallway because it's darker than dark and it's just a very yeah I got so, the EBGBs when you said yeah, that yeah I'm getting a little freaked yeah. out uh, do uh, is is so and you said your kids are affected by this and i think yeah. so there's i have a million questions but not a million <laughs> minutes to do this <laughs> right. um like is it is I it most stories <laughs> is yeah. it mostly like uh frightening stuff or is it mostly just like stuff so a lot of it has been very frightening but especially for my kids but um What eventually got it to not stop, but to really slow down was we were taught that um, you're bigger than your fear. And so you just tell, you know, and I used to tell this to my children, you don't, you don't want it there. Tell it to go away. They have no right to be here. And um, that's what really initially kind of turned everything around for us. But the scariest thing might, I mean, they've seen so many scary things. It's just and moving has never really been an option. Uh, yeah, so that's my next question. First of all, so what's like the scariest thing that you and your family have experienced in this haunted house that you are living in? Well, my daughter, the other day we were just talking about it, and she said that, you know, when you're kids and you would take like a winter green light or a lightsaber and you would chew it up in the mirror in the dark and it looked like sparks? Blue sparks. Well, uh, yeah, well, I told her that and she did it one night. And she saw a huge shadow person behind her, and she came out screaming and crying and very upset. And um, I have felt somebody touch my head like you would a child's head. And then I said, go away. You can't be here. And it, it went huh, like that and just mm. and it left. And you feel the presence leave. But we've had so many things. Like, that's just too very, very small. This is listener Stephanie lives here in Missouri. So she lives in a ha- house that's haunted. Moving is not an option. I got to tell you. Uh, so I've experienced a ghost before. I've shared the story numerous times. I didn't believe right. in ghosts. I didn't believe in stuff like that. Fortunately, my ghost was pretty cool, and she happened to be hot, and she kissed me <laughs> on the cheek. So You're so I, weird. So that's my um, experience. Um, it's a weird date. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not his weirdest, <laughs> oh, funny enough. No doubt. Could be his longest, though. <laughs> Maybe my longest. <laughs> Points for Stephanie this yes. morning. How about that? Stephanie, is, a, is there anything else? So it's better now. You had it cleansed. How do you get your house cleansed of a ghost? Um, I'd rather not say, but um, when the television show came, they did bring someone with them to kind of help with that. And that did die down for about 
I don't know, four months or so. Um, but then it started back up again. I think it's more of like, we live with it. We know that it's there and we're not bothered by it anymore. We're not scared of it anymore or whatever it is. And so they just, it's not fun for them, I guess, anymore. Hmm. And, um, and then, you know, I've also had somebody else come in and, um, go through the house and bless it. And it's pretty much stopped. And, um, so yeah, yeah, but it is very, very scary for my kids. Stephanie, you take care. And, uh, man, I tell your family, we said hello. We're very appreciative that you would share your story here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning, okay? No problem. All right, bye-bye. Now we go to Randy. <laughs> what's with the music? Good <laughs> uh, morning, guys. Randy, what's up? Where, 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 what town do you live in? I live in California, Missouri. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. Tell us, but, so uh, you're saying you live in a house that's haunted. I did, we we lived in a house in Independence, Missouri, for two years. Yeah, and what happened and, at this uh, house? Well, so we the, the day we signed the papers to buy the house, they were pulling up carpet. There was hardwood floors underneath, and my wife and I were in separate rooms. And I saw an older gentleman uh, in a trucker hat walking around, kind of checking out the rooms, kind of checking out the house. And then it was a ghost. It was an absolute ghost. And then um, I didn't say anything. And then and then a couple minutes later, my wife asked if I saw something. And she said she saw the same thing. And uh, we later found out that he had died in the house uh, a few months earlier. And uh, so I think he was just kind of checking, checking us out to make sure we were okay people. And we, don't, we, we didn't see him again um, in the two years we were there. But lots of things that happened while we lived there for two years. There were, it was kind of a, we, we spent quite a bit of time downstairs in the basement, but it was kind of a creepy basement. And, um, you know, we would hear the doors when there wasn't anyone down there. <laughs> mm. And uh, the TV would come on at three in the morning, full blast. Radio would come on, come on at three in the morning, full blast. Um, on a regular basis. Um, there was one time where my mother and she was just holding it in her hand all of a sudden it just, it, she said it, it got pushed over. So, um, I think the ghost is intercepting was, your cell phone signal, Randy. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you're, you're good. Yeah, I'm driving so the- is it, is it, uh, was it frightening? Or was it just kind of like, um, eh. He's gone. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. Mm. What, what I'm hearing here is not, you know, angel demon type things. There's those interactions that, that people maybe describe, um, you know, seeing some clouds part or whatever type things as well. But a specter of a deceased person that maybe died in that building yeah. that's maybe still floating around yeah. and people have a, a an interaction that they can see so um yeah it's kind of you know george nori coast coast ams on 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 this uh, station as well and yeah. he talks about that type of stuff in a very serious way like hey what you kind of like kind of like you did you know? now john we got a text message at 874-9390 for you it says has john marsh tried asking sluggo to leave yeah, that was a, a deal in the radio station building that uh, one of the engineers died a rather untimely death. 
and people swore up and down after hours they saw him lurking in the radio station for years afterwards haunted radio i'm wondering if this texter is maybe a former co-worker because they say i still have a video of sluggo interrupting a recording interesting yeah. <laughs> there you go you never know yeah. i used to have to leave out no joke bud lights for him if you wanted him to leave you alone really oh, there you go uh by the way it's been great hanging out with you here i'm gonna have to, okay. to chat in a little Sorry. bit but i'm gonna be back uh tuesday of next week uh filling in for dr randy tobler from four to six Over next here. tuesday and i've got to reach out to the jefferson city paranormal society they have a haunted house yeah. event near halloween and uh i've talked to him before years ago and um so maybe similar conversation yeah. about these are ghost hunters but they're they're not the BS, uh, you know, reality show. Like, oh, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, Google Jefferson City Hobo Hill House if you want to hear about a haunted house okay. that you can go stay in in Jefferson City. No, thank Great. you. I hope you were if, if, if watching our YouTube channel, um, those stories, especially uh, first listener Stephanie. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. The NASDAQ up 53, S&P 500 up 27. Going to be monitoring the stock market for you. We'll take a look at your futures coming up at 825 in the morning bell. Business news with a, you know, a twist and what we're covering free pizza that you might be able to take advantage of and price increases we're going to be doing that coming up at 8 uh, 825 this morning and that would be all except for this uh, apparently no more shouting at the devil in poland no more going to hell on bus 666 the bus to the hound town of hell on poland's baltic coast has been a big tourist trap but now some christian conservatives are saying the bus leading to a place that sounds like the word hell in English shouldn't be 666 anymore. So they say they're going to flip it and it'll be bus 669 in the future. We're not touching that one. Local media said the bus company acted under the pressure of Christian groups pushing, pushing for the change. And a Catholic publication argued that it had satanic overtones. And to present the reality of eternal damnation is amusing in any other way is just plain stupidity. But many in the Polish community, including the journalists, even Catholic ones, thought it was a pretty good joke. And there is no word if Hell, Michigan will be following suit and changing the bus line there. Now you know the rest of that ghost story. About that, that I, I thought they were going to say, "Well, let's just re, let's just switch some of the numbers around instead of making it six six six. Let's switch it; it'll be still six six six. By the way, right now it is hotter than hell. It's hotter here than it is in Hell, Michigan. It's wow. It is forty three here right now. Temp thirty eight degrees in Hell, Michigan this morning. Technically, John, hotter than hell. Amen, brother. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. I am Brandon. Rather, there's John. Producer Hannah is here. Stephanie Bell is going to be back coming up on uh, on Friday. Coming up Monday, or excuse me, a little bit after 8 o'clock this morning, Laura Ashley Miller is with the... Uh, Monday, Monday, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. You, you can, know, you could see how you could get the two confused. It's not a stretch, and I do go Biden sometimes. That's one of the things that uh, President Magoo and I have in, have in common. And if you're not familiar, people say... So it's funny. Uh, when we refer to the uh, president as is, is President uh, uh, Magoo, a lot of folks, they either laugh because they, they get the reference or they go, 
I don't, I don't understand the, pre, the Magoo. There used to be an old cartoon back in the day, and it was called Mr. Magoo. And it was this guy that just bumbled around through life, and he didn't talk very well. And it was the voice of Mr. Magoo. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was also he played Thurston Howell on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, guy. You know who Joe Biden also looks like? Who? Is it the old man Walter puppet that, uh, oh, <laughs> the famous. Vin- Bill, not Bill Engvall. The uh, famous ventriloquist. Oh, uh, you know that shoot. guy that everybody What's can see name? right now. What's his name? He's got Peanut. Yes. He's got Walter. Anyway, yes. Joe Biden looks like Walter. Yeah, he does. This is a clip from an old Mr. Magoo cartoon. But I've come to take you for a little spin in the studs. Say, what are you up to, mother of mine? And so he's kind of, you know, he... If you listen and watch, he just he, he just bumbles around through life. Hence the the President Magoo thing. And incidentally, they kind of um, uh, look um, alike. So coming up a little bit after 8 o'clock, Laura Ashley Miller is with the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Of course, October, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We learned yesterday from producer Hannah's fiance, this is Fire Awareness Week. But as it relates to uh, uh, breast cancer, uh, one of the things going to be covering younger Women and I don't know what the guidance is for women. I know for like when it comes to uh, um, things like colonoscopy for dudes. I think like and I don't know maybe it's everybody, but once you get over forty five, they recommend every ten years or something. I've got both mom and dad who have had colon cancer in my family, so I go every five years. So I'm getting one of those next week. That's fun.